Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's funny, um, me and Darren always joked about how if we started like a prop firm full of kids, like a daycare slash prop firm, and we had a mechanical system, how we think those children would outperform 95% of the traders in the industry. I, I bet. Now, it'd be illegal. It'd be like a sweatshop, right? Underage employment, forceful labor, all that fun stuff, whatever like that. But they, they, they would outperform 95% of the industry if we had kids trading. Do you know why? Right? Do they have any concept of money? As far as like the real value of money? Like, you know, my kid knows what money is, but he doesn't know like the difference between like a quarter and a dime, right? He thinks a, a dime is probably less than a penny because it's smaller, right? So there, there's no... There's no emotional tug that comes with that. So if we were to give these kids a system, right, a mechanical system, maybe something like, uh, you know, it prints an arrow and it's like, hey, when the red arrow comes, you buy. You push this buy, or when the red arrow comes, you push this red button on your thing. That would mean sell. When the green arrow comes, you push this, right? Those kids, and, and every, time you, every time you push it, you get like a candy, right? Do you think those kids would make any psychological errors or would they follow the plan 100%? They'd follow 100%. Why? Because they don't, there's, no, there's no need to fear getting into a trade. There's no fear of exiting early, right? Exiting late, moving stops. There's, there's none of that, right? The kids just want what? Right? Hey, if you do this, when it does that, you get a candy. It's just give me, uh, process. They're rewarded off the process, right? The process is clicking the right button when the right signal comes on. They get a piece of candy. That's all they care about. They don't care about the, the they don't care how the trade ends up, do they? Does, does it mean anything to them? If, if they have a 100 pip loser or a 100 pip winner, does that mean anything to them? No. They're getting value. They're getting reward from the process. So they're fearless in their execution. They just do what they're supposed to do. It's the same thing when you're doing kind of stuff like this, right? There's no, there's no reward. There's no pain for being wrong. Maybe a little bit of a psychological hit if you have a big ego, and that's that's real, that is real, right? Maybe a little bit of a psychological hit if you're if you're wrong. Maybe a little bit of a psychological boost if you're right. But by just making predictions, you're just it's just practice. It's play. For you guys that played sports, I guess you can't get punished at practice. But there's the 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 punishment for messing up at practice is not nearly as bad as doing it in a game. It's just practice. It's play. It's fun. 
for me, this is this is play, right? Everything needs to go back to play. Play is how we just originate it in doing things in, in general. This is play. This is like, hey, I'm going to make a prediction and see what happens. If it works out, oh, that's awesome. If it doesn't work out, ah, doesn't matter. And what happens is when you do this play, you start to find out little small things. There was an interesting article I read. I'm not sure if it was an article or a conversation I had, right? I read too much and I talk too much. I listen too much. But it was about um, soccer in the United States, right? You guys can all agree soccer in the United States stinks, right? Even if you're not a soccer fan, you know we stink, right? Would you guys agree? And in reality, right, reality, we should be, we should be the best. I'm not, I'm not saying that because of my big American ego, right? But the, 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 the melting pot of cultures and people and the bulk of population we have here, we should have the best talent pool of athletes in the world. I think you guys can agree. Should. Not that we do. We should. Right? Just based on the melting pot, we have people from all around the world that, that are American citizens, um, massive amount of money, massive population. You, it's, it's no different than high school, right? You, you have a small high school versus a, a big high school, right? What team is more likely to be better? The big high school because they have a, a, better, a bigger population pool. They can, they can select the best of the best instead of just selecting with what they have. Right. That's just in general that you just, you're better that way. Right. However, we're not very good. And one of the reasons for that is the style of play and style of play also goes back to how we're training our soccer players. Right. And what we've done is because soccer has become more popular here in the U.S., we've made youth soccer extremely expensive to play. Right. There's all these club. Yeah. If, if you want to go to college, you want to get in the, the, the U.S. system, you got to be a part of a club. If you want to be a part of a club, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. Right. A year. Right. And yeah, I, I would agree with that, too, Jamie. We, we have we have too many, too many sports, football and basketball. Kill it. That's that. That's all. That's a legitimate reason. But follow me down this path. Right. So in order in order to get where you want to go into the program with soccer. Right. You've got to play club. Because people are, you know, it's, it's a, you know, capitalist, capitalist America, right? Make as much money as you can. So what's happening is these people are getting, these kids, they're being identified as the next stars from the age of seven. And not to mention our programs aren't, we don't have a developmental program like in other, other countries. But at the age of seven, and, and they're basically telling people, if you're not legit by seven or 10, right, there's no point of you playing. And what's funny is, right, so we, we've isolated soccer as an upper class, an, an upper middle class to, to upper class uh, sport, kind of like lacrosse now, where it's like you have to be wealthy to really play it at a good level. But if we look at soccer and where it came from, right, soccer was a, a sport for those in poverty, was it not? Right. What was the cool thing about soccer, right? All you need is a, is a ball or a, a ball-shaped object, and you can kick it around. You can find two cones. You can find two sticks and make it a goal. You look at people in South America. You can play it on the street, right? And the key word in that is what? Play. 
Naomi says a lot in the UK came from background not of wealth. Yeah, the key was play, right? So when you have people just playing, they're not worried about getting signed or anything like this. They're just playing. They're, they're developing what? What do, what do you get when you're playing backyard football with someone else? Someone, right? S skill, what else? What else? Think about it. Experience, what else? Think about any game of tag, any game of hide-and-go-seek. What, what happens when you play hide-and-go-seek and you keep getting caught over and over again? You become more... Someone's going to get it. Boom. Creative. Right? I'm going to stop hiding behind this tree because mom keeps finding me. I'm going to climb in the tree. Right? You get creative. You develop creativity from fun. Right? There's no coach telling you, Gabrielle, you have to hide in this particular spot. You can't hide there. No, that's not the right way to do it. You're just, it, it's trial and error, right? You're hiding someplace. You have a good idea. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe your foot sticks out. You're like, okay, that was a bad idea, but I tried. And you develop that creativity until eventually you find this crazy hiding space that no one thinks of, right? You get inside the washing machine. Probably a bad idea, but you get inside the washing machine. No one would ever think to look for you in there. You become creative. If you watch American soccer and you watch how we play, there's zero creativity. Even, even American basketball, there's zero creativity. You can, you can tell exactly where the pass is going to go before it goes there. It's mechanical. No one's making good runs. It's just mechanical because it's all being coached. Do this, do that, do that, do that. Really, it's kind of in an if-then syntax. Wherein you see South America, right? You see in England and Spain, right? It's creativity. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful game, right? There's a flow. There's, there's movement, right? It's creative. That's the problem we don't have. We don't have creativity. Now, this same play aspect in the market, guys, right? What we're doing here, when we're putting ourselves in a position where we're analyzing the market. We're not caring about entering trades or, or winning or losing. You're just looking at the chart and interpreting. What, what do you think is happening there during this, this fun period of play in the market? What are, you, what are you developing? Skill, what else? Creativity, do you see it? I know that was a, a long way back to the point, but being the sports nerd I am, I had to sneak it in there, especially since we just got blasted by England. Ugh. You're developing creativity, right? You're doing this little market replay thing. You're doing it every day and you start making these predictions. Ah, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to do that. Oh, look at that. That's a, a, a gap candle. We're going to do this here. And before you know it, right, you try and fail. You try and fail. You try and fail. You try and fail. And then you finally find something, right? Maybe you find like a, a candlestick combination. Huh. We got two dojis in a row followed by a higher, high, higher close. Okay, I would enter there. Hey, what do you know? It worked out. Look at that. Boom. Yeah, it's cool. All right. And you can do it tomorrow. All right. Two dojis followed by a lower, low, lower close. Let's just sell there. Oh, look at that. Got it. It worked out. And then it's like, hmm. I wonder. Huh. You start writing it down. Okay. If, if I get two dojis followed by higher, higher, higher close, then I enter next bar market. And then you start going back through the charts, right? You start going back through the chart, you start looking for double dojis, higher, high, higher close. And you start 
taking very, very brief notes. You're like, okay, well, winner, winner. Okay, moving in the right direction. Uh, went against me. Okay, moving in the right direction. You take your, your brief notes. You come back, you looked at maybe 100 of them. You're like, okay, well, 70 out of these 100 situations moved in the right direction. You don't know how far it moved, but it moved in the right direction. And then you're like, okay, well, how can I, le- how can I put another level on here? Okay. And that's the beginning of trade uh, strategy development. You now have a, 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 a thesis, a, a, a hypothesis, right? You have a starting point, a building block for a potential strategy. And of course, you have to find out stuff like, hey, optimal stop placement, optimal target selection, with trend, against trend, structure, no structure, fib, no fib, moving average, right? All the other stuff you can add to it. But you've got the core, the core center of what could potentially be something that gives you a slight edge in the market. And as professional traders, all we're looking for is a slight edge in the market, something that we can extract over and over again. Does that make sense, guys? But it all starts with play, just being creative. This is the non-structured part of trading is where you get the most out of it. Just playing around on a chart. Mama's saying, okay, go outside and play, come back by six. And you're like, okay. You find a lot of things when you're not actually looking for something. You're just enjoying the ebbs and the flows. Enjoying the ebbs and the flows. So give it a try, guys. Give it a try. Give it a try. Again, Trading View is awesome for the market replay. Ninja has it too. The only thing of Ninja, again, you have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got you to gotta track it in advance. you got to set your Ninja Trader up so it's recording it. Trading View, I don't know how far you can go back, um, but you can just kind of just like pick a spot and be like, Hurrah! make the noise, you know, and then just play it forward. You can go through days and days and days and weeks of data in a matter of seconds. Now that's chart time for